Hoffa Day and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5 on this Friday, September 30th, 3.04 p.m. On a very rainy afternoon. And when I say very rainy, for those of you listening years in the future to the podcast, I can only describe what I'm seeing out the window of the KHMG studios as a total downpour. Just a little less than a squall because it's not very windy. But the clouds have opened up and the rain is falling here on Guam on this Friday afternoon. Glad you could be with us. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. We are broadcasting live from the top of the campus of Harvest Ministries. High atop the campus. From the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. And we've been doing this show for about three and a half years. Glad you could be with us today. We have a lot fun stuff to talk about. We hope to entertain you a little bit, make you smile, edify you a little bit, build you up in your Christian walk. We talk about a few things from a biblical worldview and encourage you, give you a, a just a good alternative as a Christian listener, gives you something to listen to in the afternoon. It's a little lighthearted, a little, a little different than the rest of our programming here at Harvest Family Radio, but uh, we think it, it, it kind of meets a need. It, it fills a niche. For, uh, especially for Friday afternoons from 3 to 5, and then Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. We rebroadcast the show in its entirety, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday 7 to 9 p.m. So catch us on the rebound as you listen to Live Till 5. You can also get a hold of us through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio on Facebook. Like us and share a comment. Give us some ideas. Tell us you're listening. We really appreciate it. We Every week, get some anecdotal evidence back that uh, there are people out there listening and enjoying the show. You can find us online at khmg.org. That's khmg.org. I'm looking at it right now. It's an attractive website recently opened up for uh, our listening audience and those out there looking for a good Christian radio station on the web. On our website, khmg.org, you'll find a button that it says SoundCloud. You click on that. That has our podcasts. Not just of this show, although this show is available on podcast for you to download and listen at your leisure, but also other programs that we produce here locally available on SoundCloud. You can listen on TuneIn, which is a way to listen to our stream over the Internet uh, if all you have is a computer and not a radio. And you can also subscribe through RSS feed there. So, Different ways of connecting with us, but uh, we'd love to have you tune in and be part of our shows. And we've been broadcasting for over 20 years here on Guam and uh, have enjoyed every day of it, 24-7, broadcasting beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming and preaching and teaching. Even our news is from a Christian worldview, and we're glad that you are with us. You're always welcome to stop by the studio and meet our full-time radio staff, including Sebastian and Chris, and uh, maybe meet even a few of our other guys that work up here in this area, Ray's and Joe, some of them, 
And you're always welcome to come by during business hours, Monday through Friday. We're on the third floor, directly above the Hub. And the Hub, of course, is the coffee shop here on campus at Harvest. And we'll be talking about them a little later when we uh, go through our What's in our What's in My Coffee segment. So I want to talk about it is the last day of September. I don't know why when I was a child it was so hard to remember how many days were in each month. Now, I think it has to do with when you get paid on a semi-monthly basis, you just figure out how many days are in the month. When you're a child and everything's taken care of for you, you can never quite remember, right? So uh, this is the last day, September 30th. You know, yesterday, the 29th, was International Coffee Day, and that is part of our theme today. Today, our theme is coffee and cake. Coffee and cake. We'll talk about that a little more later. But International Coffee Day was yesterday, along with VFW, Veterans of Foreign Wars Day. My grandfather was a member of the VFW in Kansas City. World Heart Day was yesterday. But today, Ask a Stupid Question Day, Hug a Vegetarian Day, International Translation Day, National Mold Cider Day, Save the Koala Day, Support Purple for Platelets Day, and Vegan Baking Day. Vegan Baking Days uh, uh, probably goes along with Hug a Vegetarian Day. So, Vegan Baking Day. Hmm. Chocolate chip cookies can be vegan. Uh, this month of October, starting tomorrow, some of you listening to the rebroadcast on Saturday, October 1st, we will be celebrating, not we, but we as universal, not we as me and you, Adopt a Shelter Dog Month, American Pharmacist Month, Applejack Month, Awareness Month, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and Clergy Appreciation Month. And then the first week of October, between now and next Friday, we will have seen the Get Organized Week and Customer Service Week all around America. And then finally, some of the special days and observances this first week of October include, but are not limited to, International Frugal Fund Day. That's the first Saturday of the month. National Homemade Cookies Day, World Vegetarian Day, World Card Making Day, National Custodial Worker Day, Name Your Car Day, Oktoberfest in Germany ends, sometimes the date varies, Techies Day, Virus Appreciation Day, National Golf Day, National Frapp Day, that's a coffee drink for those of you who are wondering what I just meant by that, Do Something Nice Day is on the 5th coming up, uh, let's see here, the 5th is also National Kale Day, like the veggie. World Teachers Day, and then uh, the 6th, Mad Hatter Day, Physician's Assistant Day, PA Day. So if you have any friends that are PAs, you can uh, maybe buy them a coffee or a frap next week. That might be a good idea. So a lot of things happening this month. Glad that you are listening today. I wanted to follow up on our pumpkin discussion because I saw this article in my email about canned pumpkin because this is canned pumpkin season. Last week we talked all about pumpkin and pumpkin pie spice and things like that. And uh, the pumpkin the uh, pumpkin spice latte, the PSL from Starbucks. Well, canned pumpkin. This is the headline of this article from Mental Floss by Anna Green. Canned pumpkin isn't actually pumpkin. I can't believe it. Canned pumpkin isn't actually pumpkin. And uh, it says in this article... We hate to squash, get it, squash, your autumnal dreams. There's someone using the word autumnal. I thought I was the only one. But baking a pumpkin pie might not be so easy as you think. That's because the canned pumpkin that normally makes pie prep such a breeze isn't made of pumpkin at all. 
Food and Wine reports that cans of pumpkin puree, even those that advertise 100% pumpkin, are actually made of a range of different squashes. Most pumpkin purees are a mix of winter squashes, including butternut, golden delicious, and Hubbard. Meanwhile, Libby's, the largest pumpkin puree brand, has developed its own unique brand of squash called the Dickinson, which is more closely related to a butternut squash than a pumpkin. The FDA is vague about what counts as pumpkin, which allows companies to pack unspecified squashes into their purees and still list pumpkin as the sole ingredient. While it's a little unsettling to find out your favorite pie is not what it seems, pumpkin puree brands have a good reason for their deception. While pumpkins are a quintessential part of autumn, they don't actually taste that great. Most pumpkins are watery and a little bit stringy, and turning them into puree takes more work and involves less reward than other sweeter winter squashes. Plus, just the idea of having a nice, beautiful slice of squash pie just doesn't sound nearly as good. So uh, pumpkins, pumpkin pie, obviously, it just goes with the season. So, you know, being blissfully ignorant is not such a bad thing when it comes to that. Just want to clear that up, hopefully not burst your bubble too much on that. But uh, now it's time for one of my favorite segments. It's time for... The buck stops here. Words of wisdom from the desks and walls and plaques of many successful people in American history. Presidents, scholars, theologians, pastors, barons of industry. Today's quote from the desk of this famous person, to err is human, to forgive, divine. Now this person didn't create the quote, but they had this on their desk. Curtis Emerson LeMay. The general is credited with designing and implementing an effective systematic strategic bombing campaign in the Pacific Theater during World War II. After the war, maybe you've heard of LeMay being here in Guam. LeMay headed the Berlin Airlift, then reorganized the Strategic Air Command, SAC or SAC, into an effective means of conducting nuclear war. He was appointed the Vice Chief of Staff of the United States Air Force in 1957 served in 1961 when he was made the fifth chief of staff to the United States Air Force. His belief in the efficacy of strategic air campaigns over tactical strikes and ground support operations became the Air Force policy during his tenure as chief of staff. LeMay became the vice presidential running mate of American Independent Party candidate George Wallace, 1968. And on his desk, General Curtis LeMay, to err is human, to forgive, divine. And that's the buck stops here. I love reading those quotes and kind of the motivations that uh, some of those leaders had, some of the things that they thought were important enough to put on your desk. I mean, think about it. What do you have on your desk? You know, I have, well, actually right now I have an elephant mug, an Air Force Academy mug with pens in it. Um, I had a Kansas City Royals coaster, but it got too stained and it was driving me crazy, so I threw it away. Um... And then I pretty much have work stuff and a radio. So it doesn't mean that I don't think other things are important. I just, I'm not much of a clutter bug. So, uh, but some people, they like to have a, a plaque or a famous quote on their desk to remind them. I think the whole buck stops here idea comes from Harry S. Truman, who had that sign on the presidential desk. The buck stops here. Great reminder. 
actually have a little wall sign in my office that has a picture of a deer with bullet holes all around them, and it says the buck stops here. I just haven't hung it up on the wall yet. So great little segment we've been doing for a few months here on Live Till 5. I wanted to uh, just take a few minutes also for another segment we've been doing ever since Nick Brown introduced it a while back to talk about some idioms. You know, living here in Guam, not everyone has English as their first language. I would venture to say that there's a good percentage of people that English is their second language, probably in the double digits. I don't have any science to back that up, but I would say of all the population on Guam, 180, 190,000, probably in the double digits, which would be at least 18, 19,000 people are probably English as a second language. It might be much higher than that. And so idioms are something that you hear people whose English is their first language, they just say them without even thinking about them. People who have English as a second language oftentimes will use idioms, but sometimes not know the meaning. And definitely many times, even uh, people who are English speakers as their first language, they don't know the origins of idioms. And so today, like many times before, I will share with you some idioms from the Dictionary of Idioms by Marvin Turban, provided to us by one of our faithful listeners, PC. She's an idiom person herself. The gift of gab meaning a skill in talking, especially in an interesting and colorful way. That goes all the way back to the early 1600s and 1700s. British writers and speakers were using this phrase. The theories about origin may be from the Middle Dutch, a language used by the up until the middle of the 12th century through the 15th century. The word for foolish chatter was gabalin. Or in Gaelic, language spoken by some people in Scotland and Ireland, it was the word, the word is gob, and over the years it may have been changed to gab. So it could be gift of gabalin or gift of gob. How about this one? Have you ever heard someone say gild the lily? Gild the lily? It's hard to say. That's like gilding the lily. It means to spoil something that's already beautiful by adding something extra or not needed. William Shakespeare used a similar expression in his play King John. To gild refined gold to paint the lily is wasteful and ridiculous excess. Over the years, the saying got shortened and just gild the lily. So it comes from Shakespeare. Hmm. How about this one? This one I probably say every time I see someone under the age of six, because I don't know what else to say, and many times I can't remember their names, so I just say this, give me five, give me five, especially little babies. I'd love to see if they've learned how to give five yet. It means to slap a person's hand as a hearty greeting or a sign of solid agreement. Five in this 20th century 20th, 20th century African-American expression refers to fingers on your hand. Giving someone your five fingers and your palm, too, is a common gesture when meeting. So, give me some skin was also another way of saying it. This is a way of saying hello, showing harmony, celebrating victory. That would be like a high five, right? Give someone the shirt off your back. First used in the 1770s, this idiom is almost self-explanatory. If you saw a needy person in the street who was cold because he had no shirt, you actually took your own shirt off and gave it to him. It means to be extremely generous. Give someone the third degree. If you've ever watched a TV crime show, you've seen prisoners getting the third degree, sitting in a small room, a bright light in his eyes. The police are asking him tough questions in loud voices. Who did it? Where's the money? Who drove the car? Why is this kind of grueling interrogation called the third degree? Well, there's an international organization of Freemasons that started centuries ago. It has three levels of membership. 
called degrees. To get to the third or highest degree, a person must undergo strong questioning. By the late 1800s, the third degree came to mean the kind of intense interrogation that by, and by the early 1900s, it was being applied to police grilling. It means to give someone mental or physical pressure to get information or confession from them to give them the third degree. How about to give up the ghost? Well, this is from the Bible. Job 14.10 means to die or to stop running, one or the other, usually to die. Give your eye teeth for something. Your eye teeth are important because they're used in biting and chewing. If you want something so much that you're willing to sacrifice your eye teeth for it, that thing must be extremely important to you. Just like giving up your right arm. So it means to want something very badly, willing to give up something valuable to get it. Go against the grain. This saying has been common use since at least the 17th century. William Shakespeare popularized it in it in one of his plays. A parallel fibers in wood grow in a certain direction. That wood's natural grain. When you work with wood, it's easier to saw or plane in the direction of the grain than when you go against it. So, to go against the grain means to say something that is unconventional in a way that annoys people or angers, angers a person by going against his or her wishes or feelings. A couple more here. Go along for the ride. This idiom was born in the late 1890s, beginning in the automobile age. Originally, it meant exactly what it said. If you had nothing better to do, you might just go along the, for the ride with people. It means to watch but not take part in an activity, to keep someone company. Three more. To go bananas means to go crazy or be crazy. Something comes from the 20th century America. Bananas are a food most associated with monkeys. When people think of monkeys, monkey business, they think uh, you know more fun than a barrel of monkeys, etc. They think of silly, uncontrolled behavior. So to go bananas, they're thinking like... Uh, you know, to act like a monkey, go crazy, go fly a kite. Imagine you're trying to do homework and someone really annoying you. And then there's, there's a lot of expressions you could shout at them, but you might say, go fly a kite or uh, go jump in a lake or go climb a tree or go fry an egg. You're telling that kid that he's a pest to go fly a kite says means go away, leave me, stop bothering me. And finally, the last one, this phrase uh, is also the name of a famous Jake Shimakura song. Go for broke. Since the 17th century, broke means without money. 200 years later, the idiom was created at the gambling tables. When a gambler went for broke, he risked all his money at once in a wager. If he won, he was rich. If he lost, he was broke. Today, people who go for broke try as hard as possible to achieve a single goal, to risk everything on one big goal or effort, to try as hard as possible. That's what it means to go for broke. And that is... uh, our idiom game, where we review idioms from all over our uh, English language. Now, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, this day in history with Lawrence Nangas, Sebastian and Chris will be here. What's in my coffee? Topic of the day, coffee and cake, among other things. Stick around. More Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. We'll be right back after this.
we're back with a little more live till five. Just letting that bumper music play to build up anticipation. Get us all excited about being part of this magical time called Live Till Five. Fastest two hours of my week just goes by so quickly. And uh, I just enjoy it. It's fun. And I get feedback from people that they're listening. Just got a uh, text. It says, go live till 5. Live at 5. Oh, L-A-F. Well, it's live till 5, but that's okay. I'll take it. Uh, this is more than anecdotal. Laugh out loud. That's a text from someone here at Harvest who's listening, and they heard me say that we get a lot of anecdotal feedback. Every once in a while we hear that someone's listening. They actually gave us real feedback so i appreciate that thank you very much keep it up and uh thank you all for listening you know you can get a hold of us through our facebook page harvest family radio we hear from people there like us leave a comment let us know not just about this show this show is a very small part probably the least significant part of the entire radio ministry here but uh listen to our radio station let us know what you think through our webpage, harvest family radio you can also find us online khmg.org khmg.org there are a lot of cool things you can click on there including soundcloud i'm clicking on it right now and look at that soundcloud pulls up all these different harvest family radio podcasts and uh, shows everything we've recently uploaded including uh weather the tropical depression chaba update take note highlights victory through christ live till five from last week take note highlights uh harvest time interview with brian leonard's i mean we've got a lot of different things there underneath the SoundCloud link. If you go to Harvest Family Radio, khmg.org, there's a lot of cool things you can click on there. So hope that you do that. Hope that you enjoy interacting with us in a lot of different ways. We love it when you come up and tell us you're listening. A lot of people bump into us at church or out in the community and say, hey, I was listening to the show, or hey, I really like what you guys did on the on the show recently. We appreciate that kind of stuff. We really do. And uh, we also like it when we hear from our listeners through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio. And we love it when people just stop by and visit us. Sometimes people just come over and and pop their head in and say, hey, I always want to see what was going on up here in the radio station. Well, Monday through Friday during regular business hours, Sebastian, Chris, Ray's, Joe, all these guys are up here hammering away trying to keep the radio ministry going, among other things. You know, they also work on the websites up here. They do a lot of the communication ministry for uh, all of Harvest. Other ways you can listen, of course, is through the TuneIn app. You can download that app to your iPhone or your Android, your iPad, your smart device, or you can just click on the TuneIn tab on the website, khmg.org, and listen that way. And then there's also Google Play, RSS, a lot of other ways you can listen. So we just want you to know you can contact us a lot of different ways. You might be listening in your car, tuned in on 88.1 FM. That's probably where most of our local listeners listen. And you're driving around. You just picked your kids up from school. You're going to a soccer game. You're heading to the grocery store. You're running errands before the weekend. We're glad that you're listening. A lot of HCA students in the afternoons tune in on their way home because they want to hear what's, what's going on at school and things like that. So thanks, parents, for letting the kids listen. Some people are listening on Saturday afternoon. They're out driving around. Noon to 2 is our rebroadcast. And uh, we know a lot of people just catch us for a few minutes at a time, so we want to make sure it's convenient for you. So we try to pick two times where you might be able to catch a little bit more of the show. So Saturday is noon to 2. Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. We hope to catch people on their way home from church. 
And uh, sometimes it's just fun to turn on the radio, do something a little different, and uh, listen to the radio as a family. So we hope to entertain you, inform you, educate you, edify you, all those things and more with our radio show. Now, we do have regular segments on the show. For those of you that are new to Live Till 5, this is a local live talk radio variety program that we do here on KHMG. We've been doing this over 180 episodes. I think we're episode 185. I just don't have it right in front of me right now. But 180 plus episodes, about three and a half years, going on four years uh, later this winter time. And uh, every Friday afternoon for two hours we do this. And we we enjoy it. We have some regular segments every week. Seems like we talk about what's happening this week. We talk about big events, current events. We'll talk about the news. Chris Harper will be bringing us the news a little later. We have What's in My Coffee, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. And we have Lawrence Nangas with This Day in History. And Lawrence just walked into the studio. Now he's sipping on his drink from the hub. Mm. Lawrence, how are you doing? I'm good. For being a, a, a rainy day, the, the positive thing is when you walk in here, you still know it's Friday. So no matter the weather... That's right. No matter the weather, it's still a Friday afternoon. Yep. It's always and, sunny uh, up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tons of rays of sun yeah, up here. Yeah. Sebastian's uh, here. I mean, yeah. Sebastian, yeah. he brings <laughs> yeah. ray, and then rays I took of a joy. Sip of my, my drink, mm-hmm. and it, it, it got even sunnier. Oh, yeah. In here. Yeah. It was, it was really, I shouldn't say sunnier. It, w- it was more fallish, and yeah. I'll describe my yeah. drink at the appropriate time. Yes, we will. We but, will uh, uh, interrupt our program in just a little while. So we're going to keep. <laughs> Sipping down our drinks from the hub and uh, encouraging people to still swing by. The coffee shop's still open until 4 p.m. So if you're listening on Friday afternoon, you can still swing by there. Get a hot drink for a cool, rainy afternoon. Maybe before you go out to the soccer game, get yourself something to uh, enjoy, and uh, it'll be a good day. So, Lawrence, it is September 30th when we're doing this live broadcast. What happened this day in history? Yeah, last day of September. We'll go ahead and go all the way back to 1555. With the Bishop of Oxford, Nicholas Ridley, sentenced to death as a heretic, he was one of the uh, men that was definitely pushing the the um, Reformation agenda, I guess you could say, um, back in the time of of just after Henry VIII, uh, with Mary uh, was one of the one of the people. She was the queen at the time when he died, along with many others. Uh, in fact, I believe his name is one of the three blind mice. He's one of the mice really? that had their tails cut off. By, a lot of people don't realize that that is an yeah. allegorical poem. In fact, most of those poems drew their history from that time, Ring Around, uh, Ring Around the Rosie, yep. Yep. Um, Three Blind Mice. Um, another, I heard this the other day, um, Humpty Dumpty uh, doesn't have any reference as an egg, even though it always is. Yeah, you always picture him as, as, an, as egg. an egg. Right, yeah. yeah, but there's nothing in there that says he's an egg. It's all the pieces putting him back together. Well, then they said, why, if it's not, you know, okay, let's say it is an egg, why would the king make all the horses and all the king's right. men and all that go out and put the egg together? Right. And it's, <laughs> they're like, well, it's a, it's an, um, an allegory or, or it's a, because he is the king. It's a parable or whatever ah. because Humpty Dumpty is the king. Really? So, okay. okay. Yeah, that's getting a little too deep on Humpty Dumpty, but there is no reference of an egg, even though it's often thought of that. Yeah, I think it's probably because of the illustrations in children's books. Yes. Yeah. Because, Makes you sense, know, but... you hate to have to explain to your four-year-old, uh, well, sweetie, this is actually allegorical or parabolic <laughs> of uh, Good King Richard's uh, reign yeah. in the 13th century. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's okay. probably not going to go so far. Yeah. 1659, Robinson Crusoe is shipwrecked, according to Daniel Defoe. Um, 
on this day, according to Daniel. And that that book, uh, I remember we talked about this a couple of years ago on the show, has a really long title. Actually, it's yes, not, it's we not talked just, about that. Yeah, it's, it's not, not just, just like shipwreck or Robinson Crusoe. It's like this really long is, title. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole story in a, in a title. Uh, Seventeen ninety one, Mozart opens in Vienna the Magic Flute, his uh, his opera there uh, that he designed. Uh, Eighteen forty one, Samuel Slocum patented the stapler in back ah. in eighteen forty one, a good while ago. Slocum stapler. Had, yeah, Slocum stapler because that's a thing I think. Uh, Eighteen ninety eight, the city of New York is established. Uh, that'll, of course, grow into being one of the largest st- cities, not only in the United States, but also in the world. Um, 1924, Allies stop checking on German Navy. I find this statistic today interesting. Um, I don't know, even know how, I guess, maybe the last trip over to the German Navy, you know, the German shipyard was on September 30th. But I don't even know how they record that sort of statistic. But apparently in 1924, this being after all the ramifications that came down from World War One, they figured now was a good time. Little do they know, just let within them go. Ten years, they're fine. I'm deal. sure they're. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Adolf they're abiding. I'm sure they're abiding by the rules. 1935, the Hoover Dam astride the border. I like that word. Astride, astride the border between the U.S. states of Arizona and Nevada is dedicated by FDR. And and then uh, also known as Hoover because it was begun, the, the construction was begun under Herbert Hoover, uh, the 31st president of the United States. Astride their presidential Astride terms. Astride their presidential terms. Now, honestly, you'd think the turmoil that Hoover was blamed for, how they came out at the end still calling the dam after him as opposed to Roosevelt's dam, I, I don't know. But regardless, because other things named for Hoover weren't very positive. Like Hoover blankets, for example, mm-hmm. were the newspapers used as blankets right. In, right. In, the, in the slums of, of certain cities who had lost a lot during the Great Depression. Yep. 1938, the Treaty of Munich, signed by Hitler, Mussolini, Daladier, and Chamberlain, forces Czechoslovakia to give territory to Germany. So this is, again, all one of those appeasement processes. We've talked about it in here yeah, before. Yeah, last week you talked about Neville Chamberlain a little yes, bit. Yes, but this is the day the Treaty of, uh, of Munich was signed. Uh, 1942, Admiral Nimitz, B-17, finds Guadalcanal using National Geographic, Geographic Map. I find that very interesting. Really, um, He's up there in a National Geographic Map, and Guadalcanal is going to be one of the first places uh, the U.S. touches down in Southern Pacific one of the places they start their island hopping campaign. Yep. Uh, it's one of the famous um, islands, I guess you could say, yep. or, or places that was taken at this time. Very bloody um, battle for the yes. United States Marine Corps, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And this will lead within uh, really a couple years to the final victories in Japan. Uh, but that was one of the first places the campaign began. National Geographic map, though. And, and we think of National <laughs> yeah. Geographic as, like, if you were to ask a teenager now first off they might not even know but if they know anything it's like a it's a television channel on cable that right. their grandparents watch but it it was originally a uh, a, a magazine dedicated mm-hmm. to exploration and and new places that's the whole right. idea was new places and so you know you watch like a an old movie like uh it's a wonderful life and i think the the young boy um uh he he says, don't you know I'm a member of the National Geographic Society? Uh, yeah, a big uh, deal. World Explorers or whatever? Yeah. So it's, I think I could see that, you know, without the Internet and things like that. You know, you have to go wherever the maps are at. Yeah, so. really. And that, that's where he found it. 
1960, The Flintstones premieres. This is the first primetime animation show. And uh, not too much after this, you'll add things in like the Jetsons yep. and uh, others and even uh, Scooby-Doo and things will come in there uh, around that time uh, in the 60s, 70s for sure. Have you ever seen the theory about the, the Flintstones that, it, that they're not, um, it's not actually supposed to be prehistoric? And that it's it's I'm sure it's it's a fan it's a fan theory, but they have a because they are a modern Stone Age family, and they have technology stuff. But then they're all uh-huh. you know it's all rocks and stuff like that. But they celebrate Christmas. Yeah. So there's the Flintstone happened. Christmas episode. They actually talk about right. baby Jesus and stuff. They, and they have electricity at times and stuff. So what they're saying is that that the Flintstones and Jetsons were the same. People, yeah, that basically after the Jetsons, there was an apocalypse, and then you mm. have the Flintstones. So, anyway, I don't believe it, but yeah, who knows? I read something the other day about Scooby Doo and the, and the things from there, too, that were kind of interesting. I can't remember enough to go into it, but the same characters on Scooby Doo were like on three other more kind of halfway failed cartoons before Scooby Doo actually they joined stuck. Them up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was like the, the magic machine group and then there was another show <laughs> and they and it was literally every one of the same cartoon characters, they just kinda Tweaked moved them, them into the next in generation. Dog. Exactly. And then finally Scooby Doo was the was the version of that cartoon that stuck and so hmm. yeah. Yeah, I saw the uh the vehicle. I went to Universal this past summer and they had the vehicle sitting there on the street. Pretty cool. Uh, 1981, Seoul, South Korea is selected to host the 1988 Summer Olympics. The only reason I bring that up as anything of note is because the the next three Olympics, winter, summer, winter, are all in this part of the world. So you have you have um, 19, I'm sorry, 19, excuse me, 2018 Winter Olympics are in Korea, and then the 2020 Summer are in Tokyo, and then you have the 2022 winter in Beijing. And yeah. so all three are going to be in this part of the world, which is very tempting. Not I don't to think any are going back sessions. to South America. Probably I, not. I, I, I mean, don't they know wouldn't really have a well. winter down there anyway, but the Summer Olympics, I think there were so many problems. I doubt South America, any South American country would win a bid for... Not for a while. Yeah. Even yeah. Central America either. And lastly, 2004, just a National Geographic, speaking of which, the first images of a live giant squid in its natural habitat are taken 600 miles south of Tokyo. Wow. So, in this area. When was that? That's got to be near. When was That's that? 2004. Yeah, okay. I've seen a documentary about that. Yeah, and it's the giant squid that kind of based the whole thing on, mm-hmm. you know, there have been all these sightings, and they've had some caught in nets before. Right. Where their tentacles are like 30, 40 feet long. And <laughs> right. then, of course... You know, with two thousand leagues, twenty thousand leagues under the sea, things like that. Uh, yeah, there was a video I saw the other day of a shark uh, come up along. They, they they think it's the largest great white yeah, in the that. water. Oh, it's yeah, unbelievable. Pretty much makes you never want to go scuba diving. No, ever. That guy's standing on the outside of that cage. I'm just like, yeah, he would. That that's that's an appetizer. I mean, literally, it'd be yeah. two bites. Just put put a little uh, put a little. Uh, uh, Toothpick in them, and <laughs> a little olive. In. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna play "What's in My Coffee" because uh, we're ready, ready to talk about those drinks. And uh, listeners, I encourage you to stick around. Lawrence, Sebastian, Chris, myself are gonna be talking about these delicious drinks that the Hub have provided for us. Our professional baristas at the Hub. 
treating us very nice. So we'll take a short break. When we come back, more Live Till 5 after this. till five enjoying this rainy friday afternoon because we're inside not out there on the soccer field getting drenched oh boy hey uh, let me ask you guys a quick question before we get into the what's in my coffee segment does my head look like it's swollen up to you or does it look like i'm retaining like fluid in my cranial region or anything not really these headphones are super tight (laughs) and i don't remember I mean, I used to wear these like every day for a whole year, Chris, before you came. And now they're like super well, tight. I did replace the uh, the thing on top. Ah, it's a it's like a pad. Yeah, so it's been replaced did fairly. Did someone recently. switch out these with another pair? Possibly? It's possible because people come yeah. in and I don't want to say steal, but borrow. Okay, my headphones. Yes, periodically. These are, these are definitely these are like not. I want to say not who is broken in. These they might are, be in the room. What? Yes, but what? I don't want to say who. The, the, this is made for more of a someone that has more of a someone who hasn't retained medium, any water, small to medium size cranium. Can't you? Me, I'm more of a medium to large. Yeah, I'm trying, but you have don't you have? Do you they're have so it? springy. springy. It's like yeah, you I feel can't. like I feel like my head is in a vice grip right now. Why don't you pull them out? Uh, I did uh, there. It's still then it just pushes down like on my uh, adenoids here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what like grandparents used to call tonsils? Yeah. Like, your adenoids. Yeah, like, way down there. You yeah. have them around your neck right yeah. now. Yeah, my 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 thyroid gland is getting uh-huh. squished when I pull it out like that. But yeah, it's just kind of a weird. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like home. It, huh? It's possible that they've been switched out because there's they, four pairs. It's, it's not just possible. I guarantee they've been switched because. I'm very okay. sensitive to this, these types of things. Yeah. These are pretty. Cu- these feel worn in. Do these, they? Are, these are, they are broken in a little bit. These are large XL. I yes. feel that's time. that. Um, I like that. I like because it just kind of rests gently, kind of caressing the yeah. face. This is more like squeezing me, like a, like a vice grip. Like <laughs> I really my the, my eye pressure right now. If I was at the eye doctor, my eye pressure has got to be like five times higher than they're ready to pop. So anyway. Other than that, it's nobody here. Let's let's, let's swap out. Yeah, hold, let's hold do a little. Hold little, on, do a little. Trade. Hey, let's yeah. listen to some bumper music a, while we swatch, switch these out here. Just wow. a second. Here you go. Try you got to pull the whole adapter out. Okay. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, my coffee drink is our listener. Oh. Oh, that's got it. Wires crossed. That's. Uh, that's it. That's it. The, now yeah. these are the originals. They might have been switched oh, out. The ones I, yes. These are these are the originals. These are the originals. Yep. Oh, my 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 cranium thanks you. Well, my cranium doesn't Anytime, thank man. Sebastian for these. Doing yeah, these it. are a little tighter, but I, I don't feel like they were really. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe my head's wider, and so I felt the pressure more. Maybe that your was head's it. narrower, so yeah. 
Oh, wow. boy. Anyway. Well, that was folks. a valuable use of airtime. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> good thing we don't sell airtime or else our, our sponsors would be very upset with us right now. You know what's a good time for? What's in my coffee? This segment is brought to us by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering us an en- endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, music, gifts, books, including the largest selection of Yankee Candles, and all of New Brunswick, New Braunfels, and New... Poundland. Yeah, there. I like it a lot. I go there every day. Not all the new places, but actually the old place called The Hub, where we get our drinks. And I am drinking an iced coffee drink. We're going to try and explain these drinks to you listeners. And then we have written on a piece of paper that we haven't looked at yet what types of drinks they, they actually are. Mine, I know it's sugar-free because it says number two sugar-free here, and I'm taking a drink. And uh, it's like um, it's an iced coffee drink, a little thin. It's not like real strong, like a like a iced americano. Right. It doesn't have a bite to it. It's sweet, uh, maybe with a a hint of amaretto or uh, possibly van- Madagascar vanilla bean. I'm not sure, but it's a it's an iced coffee drink with a little milk in it and a little sugar free sweetener in it. I'd say it's just uh, an iced coffee with cream and Splenda. That's what I'm going to guess right now. Huh. And I'll, I'll, I'll look here in a second. Chris, what number is yours, by the way? Mine is number three. And uh, it has the same creaminess of a mocha, my regular hot mocha. Yes. But it doesn't have the same taste as a mocha. Mm-hmm. So I think it might be, but it's a, it's kind of a, a common taste, meaning I, I've tasted it before. I think it's the Common, not vanilla. like vulgar, but no, common no. like. Common like is, and I've had it familiar. before, and I don't mm-hmm. order the fancy drinks or whatever. And mm-hmm. even when the, when the drinks come here, I try to pick the least fancy one that I yes. can. Yes. And in this case, this is about my speed, which okay. is probably a vanilla or, or some sort. That's about as exciting as vanilla, but it has like espresso in it. You think? Yeah, I think there's coffee in there, but there's there's, also vanilla. But I think there might be vanilla or something tame of that nature. Okay, yes, which which is exactly what I'm looking for. Sure, in a drink, tame, yes, predictable. Right, right. I get wild sometimes. Sometimes in a day. Yes, I will drink two cups of coffee. Wow, a black, and I actually did today. I drank. I, I got a small black coffee from mm-hmm, McDonald's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was on my way back yeah. from the the bank, and then this is my second coffee drink. So sometimes you get a little wild. I get you are yeah. what you drink. Yeah, it's a little wild. A little wild. Yeah, you know it's white right. but wild. There you go. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, all right. Now, Sebastian, your drink could be described as gone. Yes. Like so, your what was formerly known as your drink. Uh, describe the color first. What was it? Um, it was kind of a peaches. Co- Peachy color. Peachy, yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. And it looks like it was iced. Yes, this is an iced drink, and it's not as tame as what Mm -hmm. Chris's drink, but uh, honestly, the first thing that came to mind, well, not first, but uh, after (laughs) careful consideration, (laughs) I'd have to say it was like, I actually tasted more mango, so I was like... A mango ah, ninja. Yeah, yeah. It's a Entering mango ninja. My taste buds and just mm. punching them down. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. It, was it carbonated? I don't know. It's hard to explain. Did it make you burpy a little no, bit? No, okay. not really. Okay. It, it, so it, it wasn't a fruit splash? I don't know. It just had a super kick to it. I don't know what it was because it's not. Yeah. So it's a mango ninja 
Yeah, Mango okay. Ninja. Mango Ninja. All right, we'll see. I will. I will <laughs> look Mango in the magical with a kick. Wow, right. that's exactly the opposite of my drink. Yeah. yeah, yours is more of a no kicking coffee grandma. Yeah, and a mango ninja. It's more of a <laughs> a latte knit. No, you said yeah. it had a you had you yeah. had a vanilla you had a an Amish latte and he had a mango ninja splash. Okay, yeah. wow. and then um, Lawrence, how about you? You got well, a number one on that, your cup. You know, you're number one. Yes, thank you. Uh, that's because this right here is a little bit of a, a rainy day, rainy day comfort in a cup. Uh, so when I first took it, I'm always hopeful that things are just autumn spice when I drink yes, these yes. non-see-through mm-hmm, cups. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's warm. What if it's an autumn spice? It was half. It mm-hmm. was half that. It was just a chai, mm-hmm. which is still delicious uh, on any day. You're pretty confident but, about this. Yeah. I, I, There's yeah. no question mark on this. It, you, you're confident. It's you know. Chai. It's Whether chai. or not they put slid some vanilla, a pump of vanilla in there, I never really can get that because the chai flavor is mm-hmm. so strong. The smell and everything. Yeah. But I maybe go with a vanilla chai. It, yeah. It was really good. Okay. All right. Well, let's look here. So yours, Lawrence, was actually a pumpkin chai. Oh, a pumpkin chai. Yes, okay. which is I a new seasonal favorite. I didn't really get the pumpkin in there, right. but the chai was definitely there. Okay. Number two, me. Ooh, vanilla, cold brew, sugar-free. So like I said, it wasn't quite as strong as Americano. A little bit lighter weight, uh, vanilla, cold brew, sugar-free. Number three, Chris, you had a mocha. It was, it's the drink you like. (laughs) It's exact, you talked yourself out of your favorite drink. See, I was going to say mocha, but sometimes I have to say, and this is the advantage uh, of going and getting your coffee made yes. for you mm-hmm. is that it's a little bit different every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this time it tasted a little bit different. Maybe somebody else made it, you yeah. know, or something. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I second guessed myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah. How do, how do I always pick it? Like the cups are. Well, it could be that you literally put your n- nostrils on the lid of every drink. I didn't want to tell you guys, but. <laughs> it's okay. I, I got a straw for That's kind of why I got the autumn spice <laughs> yeah. from here. That, that yeah. would. Yep. No, yeah. No, yeah. no. 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 I'm, you know, hey, you, you called it. And then, of course, uh, mango Fruit ninja. Splash Mango Peach. You, you really wow. actually <laughs> nailed it. You knew both flavors. And it's a Fruit Splash. It is carbonated. Oh, uh, okay. But it might have been a little flat by the time you started drinking it because all the bubbles go out pretty quick in that seltzer water or whatever they put in there. So. Great. Well, thanks to our baristas down at the hub. And thanks, Lawrence, for this day in history. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Sebastian, thank you for coming up and having a free drink with us and sitting here and, you know. Giving a company. Yeah, you're a wingman. That's what wingmen do. You know, you're just here just in case. And, uh, you know, you got to – this is kind of like on-the-job training. So if something ever happens to me, you know, crossing the road, school bus, all that, you know, then (laughs) – you, you could just step yeah, right in. Then wild. you could help did, us did find a new host. That, that, uh, the bus, that bus accident. Oh, down no, I didn't even. Sorry. Was... Sorry if the people listening uh, were involved in the uh, pedestrian car school bus thing. Yeah, that, that no, wild. minor injuries, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, boy, yeah. that was in the paper today. So, yep. yeah, right next to Harvest. It had nothing to do with us, though, nope. thankfully, and nothing to do with Sebastian. Thankfully. So, anyway, and Chris, Mocha, your favorite. <laughs> We'll just start calling that wow. the Chris. They should just yeah. put your your name on the drink itself. So, yep. great. Well, well hey Harper. guys, you guys have a great weekend. I'm going to wrap up this hour, and uh, and uh, we'll bring Sebastian and Chris back in the next hour. But for our listeners, just want to let you know that uh, we have some special things coming up at Harvest. And so, as I wrap up this hour, just want to put out a special invitation to you this weekend, Sunday morning during the Adult Bible Fellowship Hour, nine thirty, ten thirty a.m. worship service, six p.m. 
Family Bible Hour. Those are our kind of cute names for each parts of our service. We'd like to invite you to some special meetings. We have a guest speaker coming, Aaron Coffey. He's been here before, and he is a great preacher, and I think you would really enjoy hearing him, and uh, we'd like to have you come out. It's going to be an evangelistic-type service, so you can invite friends and family. And then Monday night's a special men's night. Tuesday night is a teen night. Wednesday night, children's night. Thursday night, ladies' night. And we have all these special services. We'll say more about it in the second hour. But just if you have the time, make the investment. Come to these special meetings. We call it our summit meetings because it's kind of the pinnacle of our year. One of the most important times of our year as a church. It's a great way for us to reach out to those in the community. So if you want to hear some good preaching, this guy is hilarious. And he's very good with God's word. And uh, we encourage you to come visit us Sunday morning. If you don't have a church home of your own, 9.30, 10.30, and 6 p.m. And then Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, difference every night. Monday's men's night, Tuesday, teen night, Wednesday, children's night, Thursday, ladies' night. We'll say more about that in the second hour, but love to have you. Thanks for listening to Live Till 5. First hour is behind us, second hour is ahead of us. You're listening here on KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Stay tuned for SRN News. And we're back with the second hour of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, KHMG, Barragata, Guam. Glad you're with us this afternoon. It is 4.04 p.m. on Friday, the 30th of September. Half a day to you on this rainy Friday afternoon. If you're listening live, you might be catching us on the rebound. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. That's when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety here on 88.1 FM. There are other ways you can connect with Live Till 5 and Harvest Family Radio. You can go on the web, khmg.org, and click on the Listen tab. You can also uh, listen, download, or view the archives through khmg.org forward slash LTF. I'm actually on the website right now. It's super cool. So easy. So easy. You can click on Programs. You can uh, go right from programs to live till five. I'm looking at it right now. Let's see if my beautiful face is on here somewhere. No, I don't see me anywhere on here. There's something wrong. I thought my picture would be on here or something. Nope. Just all these uh, cool little uh, pictures that represent the topic of each show. But it is kind of fun. Last week, fall, the week before, random numbers, week before that, Great Escapes, Labor Day. We have all these different fun topics the guys have posted here uh, with a little description if you ever want to listen to just something hopefully mildly entertaining uh, you can download the podcast or you can listen right here on the website you can also through khmg.org go to soundcloud soundcloud is a tool uh, it's a it's a like a website basically that has uh, all of our podcasts that we're uploading to it in archives so you can listen through their their Link. You can also listen through their app. You can download the SoundCloud app to your phone and listen to not only Live Till 5, but many other podcasts that we put out. 
And then you can also listen through TuneIn, which is uh, an app that you can put on your phone, any type of uh, tablet on your computer, or just straight through their website. And that's a great way to listen to FM radio over the web. And TuneIn is um, a very trusted source. We've been with them um, for a long time. And then you can subscribe as well and get updates when we have new podcasts out there, things like that. And then we are on Facebook. Harvest Family Radio is on Facebook, and we'd love for you to let us know you're listening by liking us on Facebook. Every time a new person goes on Facebook, a new account, and likes us, we get a little notification that we have a new uh, uh, viewer of our Facebook page. And then uh, you can leave a comment there as well. We see those right away. We'd love to hear from you and uh, get your opinion about what you think of not only this show, but our whole radio station. You know, Harvest Family Radio has been broadcasting on 88.1 FM here on Guam for over 20 years now, going on 21 years. And uh, we broadcast 24 hours a day, seven days a week, beautiful Christian music, Bible-based programming, uh, preaching, teaching, and everything with a biblical worldview and a Christian worldview. And so we hope that it's a blessing to you. You might not be part of Harvest Ministries or Harvest Baptist Church, but this is really supposed to be a blessing to everyone on the island. And now with the advent of the Internet age, we're able to be a blessing to people really all around the world. So we hope that you enjoy what we do here. We put a lot of hard work into it. We have full-time staff members that work up here. You can come meet them in person Monday through Friday during business hours and meet Chris Harper, the station manager, and Sebastian uh, Basil Dua, who is, um, I don't know his job title. What's, what, what is, uh, Sebastian's job title? Actually, do you have a job title? I think, I think it said something about radio assistant. Is that what, is it? Is that what it says? All, right. all things to all men. Assistant to the radio station manager. Yeah. All things to all men. That's good. I like that. And he's, I, uh, I, I think he's more of like a production assistant. Yeah. Production assistant. There you right. go. That sounds radio production assistant. It sounds like something we should be paying him more for. In that case, let's change it. Let's just call him the uh, water boy. No, uh, wingman. Yeah. We'll, we'll come yeah. up with something that, that is appropriate. If you just say assistant, you can pay assistant, somebody right. almost anything sure. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes those are volunteer positions. Maybe we need to talk about that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. So, But you can, to our <laughs> listeners who, who are still listening in, uh, we... Uh, invite you to come by and meet these guys and uh, come by and see what's going on. You could even come by on a Friday afternoon and even look through the window and see how we do this magical show called Live Till 5. It's it's pretty amazing. It is? <laughs> <laughs> we tried uh, live streaming it video um, a number of times last year. I think there might still be a few live stream video archives out there. But, you know, it wasn't as compelling you know to watch the show we it right. was it was fun for like people that are super close to us you know like my mom would watch or <sighs> nick's wife would watch or something like that but really broadcasting with a, a video if we had thousands and thousands of listeners it'd be one thing but it was a lot of work for very little actual meaningful help sure. so I can so we that. we dropped that so plus it was a lot of processing power that this this beauty right here our, our ten-year-old uh, uh, Mac yeah. here, still it, running, still yeah, working. It's it's it's, uh, it's really a miracle of modern science. This thing, you can also heat your grilled cheese sandwich on the back of this thing. It gets so hot, but it yeah, 
So we have uh, we have two Mac computers up here. One is is this an iMac? Is that what this is? That's an iMac. Then we have a Mac Pro, and then we have a MacBook Pro mm-hmm. as well. And we use all three of them. Yeah. So yeah. the Mac Pro is like a, a cylinder. It's a super. We call high it power. the trash can. Yeah, it looks like a little trash bin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the MacBook Pro was donated to us last year. It's a real blessing. It's, yeah. it's very good. And then, but I, I I don't mean to complain because I do know sometimes computers have feelings, and so this one right here. Here, iMackie, um, she is very special to us, and she has done a great job, and she's never too old to get the work done. So I'm, She's I'm recording actually, the, uh, she, the show right now. It's right, and I'm actually padding this computer because I'm superstitious like that. It's so a little creepy. But. I, hey, I talked to the photocopier, too, and I'm telling you, I have less problems than others. So when other <laughs> people's jobs get jammed up, it, the photocopier just seems to like me. So anyway, there you go. Now, Chris is here with the news. Chris, the station manager. Chris, the guy with all the experience. Chris has been in the biz longer than than Sebastian has been alive. Chris with the news. I don't know. Yeah, well, 20 years. (laughs) How old are you, Sebastian? I'm 25. Okay, what year did you start in radio? 1995. And when were you born? 1991. Okay, so, you know, he was was in diapers. Well, four years old, hopefully not still in diapers, but could have been. What kind of childhood (laughs) did you have? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today, um, a lot of times I've had international news. Today, we're just going to look at some local stories. The outcome of a recent audit from the Guam Office of Veterans Affairs shows the VA was neglected. The audit from the Office of Public Accountability was released on Thursday. It was conducted in response to concerns raised by the legislature. In it, the VA's non-appropriated fund and the Veterans Cemetery Trust Fund were described as, quote, grossly mismanaged and not accounted for, unquote. Issues noted in particular regarding the non-appropriated funds were, quote, incomplete and or missing records and supporting documents, including bank statements, invoices, burial claims, and other receipts. Another quote from the report says that no evidence of proper review and approval of disbursements leading to possible abuse of the petty cash system, unsubstantiated reimbursements of advanced funds, no fixed assets inventory, and it sort of goes on and on and on uh, in their list. The new administrator, who started in June, is working to address the concerns in regard to the non-appropriated funds specifically. No checks are being written and spending has been curtailed. PCB levels in the Cocos Island Lagoon spiked earlier this year, and that's why the U.S. Coast Guard has uh, launched a new investigation into the contamination. Now, between 1944 and 1965, Cocos Island served as a Coast Guard long-range navigation station. Efforts have been made to clean up contamination for more than a decade there. DDT has also been discovered in the lagoon. Both PCB and DDT are contaminants that the EPA have determined to be hazardous to human health at certain levels. The Coast Guard held a public meeting with Marizzo residents last week, and it's working with both NOAA and the EPA to create a public release regarding guidelines for fishing in that area. The Coast Guard expects to complete its investigation in the late summer or early fall of 2017. 
Yeah, I've heard for years about that contamination, but, um, uh, you know, it, the Coast Guard hasn't been on Cocos Island for so long. It just, it seemed like, you know, maybe it was a very minor thing, but it sounds like it's really a big deal. Right. Well, uh, a story that actually we're in the midst of, and you're quoted in, um, September 29th, the Harvest House Resource Center was officially opened. A ribbon-cutting ceremony took place with donors, volunteers, board members, and CPS staff in attendance. Devin Taylor, a former foster child, was given the honor of cutting the ribbon, along with his mother, Bethany Taylor, director of Harvest House, Jared Baldwin, president of Harvest House. There you go. Hey! Thanked donors whose, quote, generous donations made it possible for us to complete this space for our foster community, unquote. I guess we could have just got a quote from you. Yeah, I'm, while, I'm right on here. The show. I'm right. We're talking about me in third person. It makes <laughs> me feel right neglected. Well, I felt uh, was, we were writing this story earlier for the website, so I said this would work great for my news segment. Yeah. Harvest House was founded seven years ago with the desire to provide support for the foster care community on Guam, Foster children, foster parents, and those who work in the foster care system have been impacted by Harvest House. The Closet is a collection and distribution center for donated items for foster children of all ages. Thousands of dollars worth of diapers, clothes, shoes, toiletries, toys, car seats, high chairs, playpens, more have been donated to families over the past several years. Harvest House has now outgrown their original 40-foot shipping container and now has been relocated to the Harvest House Resource Center. It's on the campus here at Harvest. The additional space has been greatly needed because along with the closet, the Resource Center now has space for meeting with foster families, foster parent support groups, parent training, volunteer, and administrative workspace as well. And it says here that you closed the ceremony just pointing people to the mission of Harvest House which is that exists to help children and teens on Guam to develop a heart for God by providing a safe haven to help them grow physically, socially, mentally, and spiritually. Yeah. Well, thank you for that kind write-up. We uh, really did enjoy opening up the Resource Center yesterday, and it's actually open for ministry today. They had uh, foster parents from all over Guam come for a monthly coffee meeting, and it was the first official use of our building. And then we plan to uh, try and use that temporary. It's a temporary building, temporary facility. But we installed it in a way and built it in a way that we could use it for a long time. And um, uh, that it could be storm resistant and it could be versatile for all the different things that not only that we're currently doing, but that we'd like to do in the future. And so it was exciting not only to open it yesterday to be able to see it used today. Right. And I noticed that uh, even the Guam Daily Post uh, had a nice yep. write-up for us today, which was a real blessing. We had a few different media folks here, and uh, I know that there will probably be some more uh, coverage come out over the weekend. Right. And um, we're really grateful for everyone that participated in that. So thanks for the write-up, And there, Chris. Was, there, was, a, uh, there was not only just a, a story on the Guam Daily Post, but there was also a, an editor- some editorial thoughts about it as well. Yeah, I think um, that's the one I clicked on right here. Yeah. Kudos to Harvest House, yep. which is really nice. Um, yeah. To, because we're not doing it for recognition at all. As a matter of fact, we're we were fine if the media didn't, you know, didn't choose to cover it. It's their choice. But we are glad to to highlight uh, the need for serving the foster care community and that we get to be a little part of that. We're not the only ones that are doing it. There are a lot of people out there that it is their 
daily calling to work with uh, the foster family community. So we just want to be whatever part God has for us. So thank you very much for writing that up. That's great. And that's located right now on the uh, Harvest webpage. Uh, it should be. Will be? I, we, we, I literally just finished writing it before we, I walked in here to write. So the rest it will of the news. be posted. I think it should along be up with there some pictures now or soon. Okay. And a bunch of pictures. Yeah. And, and which and a which video website? As well. Which website? HBCGuam.net. But I should mention this too because we've been doing a, a ton of work on this stuff. Is that Harvest House now has a website? Yes. HarvestHouseGuam.org. 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 And it's really cool. Um, Ray's has been working on it, and I've been working on it a bit, and and uh, it's looks good. Great. So, yeah, a lot of stuff about if you wanted to donate, if you wanted to participate in any of the activities, there's a place there to just click on contact and get a hold of Bethany, and, and it's a great place to go to get updated. There's also a bunch of news on there. So that story will be up there as well, I believe. Great. So Great. Well, yep. thanks. Thanks a lot, Chris, for the news, and thanks for uh, uh, hanging in here with us for uh, the first what I, I guess it'd be almost 80 minutes of live till five out of our 120 minutes. So, um, uh, before we go to break, Sebastian, Chris, what are you guys doing this weekend? Sebastian, you got big plans? Play practice. Play, play practice? Skit practice. Sorry. Skit. Pra- we're, we're oh, for spirit, for spirit week spirit preparation. Week. Yeah. That's right. Oh well, yeah. They always get the new guys into the skits. Yeah, I know. I was Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Yeah. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. It's Being not, Johnny Upstate, that's a great, great thing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we know we know that you have multiple talents, so it's a good thing to <laughs> to get you plugged into that kind of stuff. So yeah, so that'll be your Saturday getting ready for Spirit Week. Yeah. And then uh Chris, what are you guys doing this weekend? The kids wanted to uh, what they say to me all the time is, Can we go somewhere we haven't gone before? It's usually just somewhere on Guam. Now I don't know if it's gonna be raining. I think there's, you know, some What's the weather like? Probably I haven't gotten rainy, the latest weather. Oh, do you have a phone? But uh, <laughs> didn't you do the weather this the weather update this morning, Sebastian? Hey, yeah. Um, but it look it looks to me like probably I I always wait for the weather. The weather update usually comes out at three thirty. Mm-hmm. I wait and wait and wait for it till like two seconds before four o'clock, and then frantically try to record it before the four o four. Uh, weather break, so I haven't looked at it since we don't do weather. Yeah, it looks like Saturday, uh, thunderstorms and rain. Yeah. So, so we might not be able to go somewhere outdoors, but uh-huh. you know, something we'll do. We get something to go else. see something, yeah. do something. Yeah, they want because we we usually go somewhere, yeah. and like see somewhere outdoors on sure. Guam. Sure, so sure. that's a great way. Might not be able to do it. This week, yeah. But. Well, hopefully you get to do something. Yep. It, hey, if it's really rainy, just take them out to the swimming pool. You're going to get wet anyway. Of course. So that's great. Well, Chris, Sebastian, thanks for you guys' uh, time and thanks for helping me with the show. And listeners, I encourage you to stick around. We're going to have a little more live till five after we take this short break. I'm Jared Baldwin. This is episode 180 something. I don't have it in front of me, but we've been doing this for about three and a half years. And we're glad that you are with us. Make sure you come back after this short break. We have about 40 more minutes of live till five here on KHMG 88.1 FM.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. On this Friday, September 30th, 4.26 p.m., if you're listening live, maybe you're catching us on The Rebound, noon to 2, Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m., Sunday night. Hope you can catch part of the show. You can listen to the podcast. Go to khmg.org. Listen to our archive podcast. Go to SoundCloud. Go to TuneIn. There's about 10 different ways that you can be part of our show. I hate condensation, I just must say. I just dripped one big drip of condensation off of my cold brew, sugar-free coffee from the hub onto my Big Chief tablet. I ordered this thing special. It's extra quality exercise, Big Chief tablet. says property of, and then a blank, and then another blank school. 8 by 12 inch, 48 sheets from the www.originalbigchief.com. American Trademark Publishing, Brookshire, Texas. 77423 Company, Big Chief Tablet. The paper inside is a delicate newsprint, wide rule. Has a uh, Native American chief in full headdress, at least as they were depicted. And uh, it's a nostalgic thing for me. People have been asking me about this all week. I like it. It's It's got more personality than boring old legal pad in my little hand carry portfolio here. And it takes me back to a time, a happy time. My childhood, when we were directed on our school supply list to bring a Big Chief tablet and two large Ticonderoga pencils to school. And as Chris reminded me, some places you even had to bring a peachy folder, which is like a, a, a open folder for holding all your papers and carrying them home. But now I just dripped one huge, like n- larger than average drip of condensation right on it. I'm going to have to order another one now. Oh, well. There's other uh, other things in life that are more important. But this is the Stranger Than Fiction section because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. I love to share these stories with you. I came across a number of kind of funny stories today before we get to our topic of the day, which is cake and coffee. Coffee and cake. But not coffee cake. That's a whole different topic. This is from Reuters, oddly enough. You can click on this video. I'll just describe what the video shows. The title is Daredevils Reach for the Clouds with Sky High Swing, a giant swing between two hot air balloons at 4,900 feet above the ground gives skydiving daredevils celestial thrills. And it is a video of this giant swing. I mean, think about when you're a child, your parents get you a little swing set. And then from there, uh, after the swing set, you have maybe a tire swing that's hooked up to a high branch of a tree. And then as you get older, like where I grew up, in the Ravenwood neighborhood near where my girlfriend, now wife of 25 years, grew up, there was a little ravine where a creek ran through. And uh, on both of the banks, these clay dirt banks, there was a tree that overhang the, the ravine. The ravine was probably 15, 20 feet deep. And you could swing on a giant rope swing from one side of the ravine to the other. If you were really brave, you'd climb up in the tree, jump on the rope, and swing all the way across and let go on the other side. Many a broken leg probably came from that. But this is like that, but at 4,900 feet, a swing between two hot air balloons. Just crazy. Reuters, oddly enough. How about this one in Reuters, oddly enough, as well? Let me read the story to you because the title kind of gives it away. Uh, it says, Forest Department officials on Saturday, September 24th, promised strict action after a python attacked a man 
when a group was trying to click a photo with it. The incident took place on Friday, September 23rd, after Forest Department officials removed the python from the premises of a school in northwestern Rajasthan State. They were posing for pictures with it after successfully capturing it. Deputy Conservator of Forest, KG, on uh, this guy's name, said the incident was unexpected as all officers were highly trained. Mm-hmm. I wanted the snake to be released in my presence, but the officials released it before I could reach the spot. I had no clue civilians were also present at the spot. Something could go wrong, and all the officials are highly trained. Again, mentioning highly trained. This guy is trying so hard to not make them sound like they were a bunch of goofy people taking their selfie with a dangerous snake. Clicking selfies with the snake and releasing the photos publicly is an offense under the Wildlife Act, and we will issue notice to all involved in this incident. The victim... Accepted the incident. Uh, accepted the incident happened due to the carelessness on his part. The moment I received the news, I reached the location. I did not realize how close I was to the python, and it attacked me. This is entirely my fault. Yes, it is. Uh, he also added the mishap happened in a short span of time, uh, in spite of the fact that the rescue officials had strong grip on the reptile, and they were all highly trained. <laughs> Oh, boy. Selfies get you in trouble all the time, especially when there are dangerous wildlife involved. How about this uh, stranger-than-fiction story? In Japan, McDonald's. You ever been to a McDonald's in Japan? For those who can't get enough pumpkin-flavored treats during Halloween season, McDonald's Japan is offering French fries covered in pumpkin and chocolate sauce. Yes, that fast food chain came up with the Halloween choco potato. Mark its 45th anniversary in Japan. When the trick-or-treaters enjoy pumpkin spice foods and beverages and they celebrate the October holiday, the flavor of pumpkin and chocolate was unexpectedly well and quite tasty, according to a 22-year-old sampling the fries. The picture is utterly disgusting. How about this? Uh, One of our faithful listeners and all-around supporters, KC, this is a listener-submitted content article from foxnews.com. She was telling me today about the rare black moon, and I was thinking this would be perfect for our listeners because our listeners are the type of people that care about this kind of stuff. The rare black moon, the final day of September, will bring a rare lunar event that hasn't occurred since March 2014, a black moon. You ever heard of that? The term black moon has several definitions, but one of the most common definitions is the second new moon in a calendar month. This is similar to the well-known blue moon, which is the name given to the second full moon in a calendar month. So when someone says once in a blue moon, it's that rare time where there are two full moons in one month. Since the new moon, it will not be visible. Since it is a new moon, it will not be visible uh, because this side of the moon is not illuminated. It's basically the illuminated side is facing away from the Earth tonight. The last time two new moons fell in the same month, March 2014, while some areas of the world, such as the United States, experienced a black moon in September, it will not be the case for the entire world. It is the second new moon this month in all of the Americas, but not Europe or points east of there, like Guam. This is because the new moon occurs at 8.11 p.m. Eastern uh, EDT, September 30th. So for areas in the Eastern Hemisphere, the new moon will officially occur when the calendar flips to October. However, these areas will not miss out on the black moon. Another new moon will occur at the end of the month, giving the Eastern Hemisphere hemisphere a black moon right around halloween so the new moon the second new moon basically to decipher this the black moon is happening in the u.s and all of the americas in september 
For October, there will be two new moons as well. So we will have our black moon around Halloween. Pretty cool, actually. Now, here's an interesting uh, article I read in Mental Floss, which gives me all kinds of interesting articles. After this, we'll take a short break. If you're going to write something important, according to this Mental Floss article, it's best to do it in the afternoon. And that was because of a survey taken by the uh, website um, Grammarly, an extension of the web browser Microsoft Office that corrects spelling and grammar mistakes. For its blog, the company analyzed a billion words that its service corrected uh, to determine how, what time of day affects spelling and grammar mistakes on the web. Grammarly found out, on average, early risers write between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. They made 11.8 of their mistakes per 100 words written. Those written between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. made 14.3 mistakes for every 100 words. People seem to write best in the middle of the day, proving that you really shouldn't be sending out work emails at 4 a.m. According to the data... Writers made the fewest mistakes, 3.7 for every 100 words, during the afternoon, 1 to 5 p.m. So save your important emails to after lunch. You ever send out one and you wish you hadn't sent it out? Yeah, that's happened to me multiple times. Uh, did you know, also from Grammarly, uh, let's see here, people writing more are more relaxed on social media and average contains three minutes, uh, three times as many mistakes as email, social media. For every 100 words social media has for night owls, 41.6% errors. And for early birds, 34% errors out of 100 words. That is, 34 words out of 100 have errors in social media. That is crazy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in blogs, now people are very conscious of their grammar in blogs. Only 9.1 mistakes per 100 words in blogs for night owls. Only 5.6 mistakes per 100 words for early birds. As far as apostrophe mistakes, um, the the number one most confused words for night owls when they post are apostrophe mistakes and for early birds. And basically, they, they kind of all have almost the same thing. Two versus two, like T-O-O versus T-O. Every day versus every day. And then um, for night owls, than versus then is the next biggest mistake they make. And then of versus off, whereas for early birds, there versus there, T-H-E-R-E versus T-H-E-I-R, and then than versus then. Anyway, the early birds have it as far as they make less mistakes online when writing. But if you want to have almost no mistakes, write in the afternoon between 1 and 5 p.m. That's the best idea. 4 a.m., and 2 a.m. emails and blog posts and social media posts, you're just asking for trouble. That's just my opinion. And Grammarly backs it up with the stats. Anyway, hey, let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll have the last segment, including our topic of the day and some very interesting things I found as far as where our two main political candidates for the president stand on big issues, according to Relevant Magazine. So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host of Live Till 5. We're here till 5 p.m. It's 437 on Friday, September 30th. More Live Till 5 after this short break. We 
back live till 5 4 41 p.m friday september 30th i'm your host jared baldwin here in studio at the worldwide headquarters of harvest family radio khmg 88.1 fm while i'm broadcasting this last 18 minutes of the show if it sounds like i'm standing up i am i don't know if that affects actually the way the show sounds at all but i decided to mix it up a little bit we have our our operating surface area here is actually elevated so we sit on these high stools and sometimes you know it's just nice to stand up for a while that's why we kind of did this we originally did it because like sometimes if you have a really long broadcasting day if all you do is sit all day it's it's really exhausting so sometimes it's nice to mix it up and i am standing right now now our theme for the day topic of the day coffee and cake coffee and cake and uh, what what comes up in your mind when I say coffee and cake? Like, what's your favorite coffee drink? And what's your favorite cake? Are you a cake person? A lot of people refer to themselves as cake people. Like, if they don't want cake, like you offer them cake, and they say, ah, I'm, I'm not a cake person. What does that mean? Where did that phrase ever even come from? Like, someone identifies himself as not a cake person. I mean, there's got to be some kind of cake that anyone would like. Last year, we had the Kerpumple or whatever cake uh, that Jay, our, our uh, page boy, made for us. It was like a pie inside of a cake inside of a cake. It was really good. It's crazy. It's is a super tasty Thanksgiving treat for us uh, last year and uh, really enjoyed that. But are you a cake person? Are you a coffee person? Well... If you are a coffee person, according to Mental Floss, one thing that they found as they surveyed baristas that could change, if you could just change one thing about your coffee that would make it better, um, you know, some people might think, well, get better beans. And, of course, you know, there is a difference probably between a, a freshly roasted uh, bean from, you know, Guatemala versus uh, a four-year-old can of Yuban coffee that's been opened um, in the back of your cabinet. But, you know, besides buying better quality beans, what could you do? Is it the coffee maker? Is it the way you do it? Well, according to baristas, they say the grind, the way you grind the coffee would have the most significant impact on the quality of the cup of coffee you have. Because if it's too finely ground, the particles that pass through the filter that you have affect the flavor drastically or dramatically. If it's too coarsely ground, you're not getting enough of the essence, the essential part of the coffee, into what you're drinking. And so the expert's opinion, there's no science to back this up, but the expert's opinion, according to this article I found, has everything to do with the grind and um, that that grind not only is what kind of grind, but how how long is it between when you grind the coffee and when you drink the coffee? Because they say the very best is to grind it and then make it immediately. So that's it. Now, in the United States of America, 
where a lot of coffee is consumed. I think part of that is just availability. You know, the United States is close to Central America. Uh, It was easy probably for the trade routes to get coffee beans to the United States. I think some of it's pride. You know, when the United States threw off the shackles of British imperialism and and, uh, having to drink the British tea and pay taxes on it in the Boston Tea Party and all that patriotism, we have somehow become a coffee nation for the most part. Now, most of us also enjoy tea as well. I, I don't know too many people who just totally hate tea. Usually you can find some kind of tea that you really like. But here's a, uh article from the uh, Coffee Stylish website. Coffee Stylish, homemade coffee from scratch. They have a, uh, a article, Top 15 Espresso Drinks That You Can Get in the U.S. Now, espresso is a concentrated... Um, coffee product where it's a, it's a ground type of coffee bean that is pressed with, I believe, like 10 or 11 atmospheres of pressure through a, a metal sieve. It's not a paper filter, and you get a few ounces of this essential, very good coffee. And um, here are 15 espresso drinks you can get in the United States, and you can get most of these at any coffee shop. Even if they don't have it on the menu, if you explain what you want, they'll make this for you. Number one is a cappuccino. Now, it's one of the most popular drinks in the USA, although most people don't actually know what's in it. It's actually espresso and frothed milk. The first time I ordered one, uh, ashamedly, I ordered a cappuccino at Barnes & Noble. I sat down to drink it as I was reading the paper, and I almost spit it onto the paper because I did not know that it wasn't sweetened. And back then, I was not much of a coffee connoisseur. So I learned quickly, and now I love cappuccinos. Number two, the ristretto, a ristretto, purest espresso drink. Beverage is made from a short, single shot of espresso. If you order a ristretto coffee, you'll have the opportunity to feel a complete taste, aroma, fullness, etc. from each coffee bean. Affogato, the affogato. You can get this actually at Tony Roma's, by the way. Affogato is ice cream with coffee. One scoop of vanilla ice cream and espresso coffee. Mm. Number four, it's kind of like a root beer float for grown-ups. Number four, macchiato, a macchiato. Depending on the coffee shop, your macchiato can be served differently with milk, uh, just a little milk stain on top of it, or milk in the foam form of foam. Either way, you get a quality cup of waking coffee. A doppio. Now, I've never ordered one of these. I've seen it on the menu, but I don't remember seeing it in the States. I think I saw it in Australia in a coffee shop, Adapio. If you like strong coffee, Adapio coffee is brewed with the same amount of water as standard espresso, but it has two shots extracted instead of one. Drinking Adapio is very similar to drinking Ristretto, but you will need more than a blink of an eye to finish it. So basically, you're getting twice as much. It's a long draw of espresso instead of a short draw of espresso. The Americano, which is espresso and hot water. That's my favorite drink. Uh, the next one is a Lungo. Lungo, something between standard espresso and Americano, prepared as a classic espresso, but is brewed with twice as much water. So it's kind of a watered-down Americano. A mocha, number eight. Mocha uh, with no cream somehow just isn't a complete mocha. So if you love chocolate, long talks, delicious coffee, mocha is perfect choice. Prepared with espresso, syrup, like chocolate syrup, and steamed milk, and whipped cream. Mm. A latte, coffee latte, should be your first choice if you like milk to drip coffee. 
basically a red-eye coffee. A red-eye coffee is made with espresso and then poured into a regular drip coffee. That is the kind that will keep you awake for a very long day. It doesn't actually taste very good. Red-eye coffee is more of a kind of a medical necessity than a taste thing. Flat white coffee, this is super popular now because Starbucks is currently carrying this in the States. Um, it is a single or double shot of espresso, a little more steamed milk on top, and uh, uh, it's, it's just really tasty. It's, it's a good replacement for a latte. And then a cordato, a cordato, hot milk over freshly brewed espresso. So it's hot milk and espresso. And uh, the milk basically makes it less acidic. A breve, if you've ever had a breve before, they do offer this at a number of coffee shops. Also, it's kind of one of the coffee latte versions. Main difference, instead of steamed milk, um, it's got uh, half and half, so 50-50 proportion of milk and cream. Espresso con pana, I ordered this at the Hub, and it is totally worth it. If you just want a little caffeine, a little coffee, and a little pick-me-up, you don't need to drink a big drink. Get an espresso campana. They have it on the poster next to the cash register there. It is um, a single or double shot of espresso with whipped cream on it. It is very, very good. And finally, a long black. This is Cliff Pollen's uh, favorite drink now. Long black prepared when you brew espresso in a cup with hot water already inside. It's a lot like an Americano. Some people call it an upside-down Americano. What it does is it keeps the crema from the espresso shot on top, as opposed to when you make an Americano, you put hot water in after the fact, and it mixes it all together. So a long black is a uh, espresso shot on top of hot water. Now, the top 10 drinks to order at a coffee shop, um, these are not just all coffee, but you can get a salted caramel latte, a seasonal oolong tea, an Americano specialty macchiato, like caramel macchiato is very popular. Single origin espresso, that's if you're really a coffee snob. Tell them, I want single origin espresso, please. Neapolitan coffee, hot chocolate, Earl Grey or lavender tea, chai latte, espresso lavazza, custom tea blends, coffee, chocolate frappuccino, lavender white mocha, and a two-day cold brew coffee, pumpkin spice latte, white hot chocolate, ice green tea latte, or Tim Hortons gingerbread hot chocolate. Those are all... uh, Honorable mentions there. Here are some coffee stats, especially coffee sales. According, This is according to the E1 Imports Espresso Business Solutions. Especially coffee sales are increasing 20% per year and account for nearly 8% of the $18 billion U.S. coffee market. Coffee statistics show that among coffee drinkers, the average consumption in the United States is 3.1 cups of coffee per day. 50% of the population, equivalent to 150 million Americans, drink espresso, cappuccino, latte, or ice or cold coffee. Independent coffee shops equal $12 billion in annual sales, et cetera, et cetera. There's, coffee is a big business. So, But I also said we'd talk about cakes, and this is because someone, BL, BL uh, uh, one of our uh, favorite listeners as well, gave me some listener-submitted content. And he told me about this headline. I couldn't believe it till I looked it up on Fox News, and it was one of the top three headlines in Fox News this afternoon. Florida deputy accused of tasing a woman bakes her a sorry I tased you cake, and seriously, he made her a cake. He drew on it with icing himself, tasing the lady with a frowny face, and he wrote on top, sorry I tased you. 
So I thought, well, what about some of the other cake mistakes out there? Well, I have a cake in front. I have a cake photo in front of me. I have about ten of these here. This one is from 2008. It's a pink and purple cake. It says 2008. I want sprinkles. See, the way this happens is people will order a cake either over the phone or they'll fill out the slip. But what happens is the person making the cake doesn't realize that some of these comments have to do with how the cake is supposed to look, not what they want on front. So this person wrote, 2008, I want sprinkles on the cake. Or this one, the cake says, congratulations, as small as possible. In a beautiful, this is like a beautiful font. But they didn't get that they just wanted congratulations written as small as possible. So the cake actually says, congratulations, as small as possible. Here's the one says, congratulations, Christina, in the banner, because they must have wanted Christina written into the banner. These are beautiful the way they're written, too. Thank you for your dedication, D-E-A-D-ication. Here's one, HB Day at got weight at MK at DSB. So uh, they wanted an email address on there. How about this one? This is a beautiful fall-looking cake, and it says, best wishes underneath that. We will miss you. So <laughs> they uh, got that one mixed up. Here's, here's a chocolate cake with um, purple writing and purple sprinkles. It says, thanks for a great year in purple. It actually says, thanks for a great year with the words in purple written on it. And um, here's one. It's a beautiful white cake with blue and green flowers. And it says, happy birthday, Adam, with blue flowers. While they're writing this out, you would think that they would realize that they're doing this wrong. And then finally, the last one is a beautiful carrot cake. has little carrots on the side. It says, happy birthday, Mark with the C. S-E-A. Mark with the C. So it's supposed to be probably Mark M-A-R-C. Here are a few interesting things. Finally, as we wrap up the show, this last two or three minutes, a voter's guide from Relevant Magazine. I don't necessarily recommend Relevant Magazine all the time, but uh, they did have an interesting little voter's guide. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump on abortion. Do you support legal abortion? Hillary Clinton, yes. Donald Trump, unclear. Employment and jobs. Do you support raising the national minimum wage? Clinton, yes. Trump, no. On health care, should Obamacare be repealed? Clinton, no. Trump, yes. On ISIS, they both have uh, interesting quotes there. On college debt, do you support forgiving federal student loans? Hillary Clinton, yes. Donald Trump, unclear. On immigration, should dreamers have a clear path to citizenship? Clinton, yes. Trump, no. Those are people who illegally came into the country. On gun control, do you support increased background checks for gun purchasers? Hillary Clinton, yes. Donald Trump, no. And finally, on climate change, should the U.S. stay in the Paris Climate Accords? According to Hillary Clinton, yes. According to Donald Trump, no. No surprises there, but uh, interesting little voter guides. I'm sure we're going to be having more and more of those coming up. We might even try and get uh, some of the guys from the local website, uh, I think it's the Vote Smart Guam website, uh, David McApinlack and his crew, they came out here two years ago to talk about the uh, local elections and uh, what information they're gleaning before we get into the election season here in the next few weeks. And uh, so I wanted to mention one last thing before we close out the show, and that is the special meetings that are happening at Harvest this week, what we call the summit meetings on Sunday morning, 9.30, 10.30, 6 p.m., three separate services uh, evangelist Aaron Coffey will be here preaching. He's funny, he's got a powerful delivery style, and he's accurate with God's Word. And it's very, um, it's not just very enjoyable, it's very important. 
for the proclamation of God's word. It's a very important time for us. It's a big deal to us. It's the pinnacle of our year. That's why we call it the summit meetings. We encourage you to come. If you don't have a church home of your own, please come and visit us at Harvest, 9.30, 10.30, and 6 p.m. Come for all three. Monday night at 6 p.m. at the FLC, we have our men's cornhole tournament. If you've never played cornhole, it's kind of like ski ball, but with bean bags. hard to explain, but it's a lot of fun. It's free. It's a cookout and a cornhole tournament and follow, followed by a challenging message. Guys, invite your friends, especially those that are unsaved. Tuesday night, Cola Wars, Pepsi versus Coke. That's a teen event, and that's uh, right after the girls' volleyball game at 6 p.m., Wednesday night, the Children's Rally at 7 p.m. over in the FLC. We'll have a prayer meeting for all the adults that are here. But the Children's Rally, bring, bring kids, uh, bring your neighbors, nieces, and nephews. And then Thursday evening, Coffee and Chocolate Ladies' Night. And that will begin uh, at, I believe that's at 7 p.m. over in the FLC. That'll be a great time for the ladies. And uh, we'll be announcing all these at church on Sunday. So we just want to encourage you to please... Come and participate in our special meetings, these uh, fall summit meetings. Every year we do this, and we try to uh, have things that are fun, but that are, that are uh, going to highlight the gospel and challenge us as believers, but also be something that you can invite friends and family to, even if they're not Christians. And especially this year, we'd like you to uh, make sure that you're inviting people, even if they're not Christians, to please come to our special summit meetings. And uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Aaron Coffey's been here before, and he is a blessing. Might even try and get him on live till 5 next Friday if he's available. And then during the week, during the day, Harvest Christian Academy is having their spirit weeks, which are games and fun, fun activities for our student body, especially middle school, high school. And uh, they're all divided up into these teams. It'll be just a great time. So be praying for Harvest Ministries next week. This is a time of year where people get saved. People re-kind re of commit their lives to Christ. They take that next spiritual step, uh, whether they're children, teens, or adults. And uh, we invest in that for that reason. Now, you're listening to Live Till 5. We've wrapped up this two hours. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. And uh, listen to us again Saturday, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on khmg.org for the podcast as well. You're listening to us here on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Talk to you next week.